Um, welcome everyone to my uh, Virox World Stock. And uh, today with me we have some uh, new guests. Um, we have the one and only Ode and URL boys. So uh, welcome guys. Glad to have you here. How are you doing? Not bad, not bad. Just great. That's good. Um, so uh, introduce yourself a little bit for the, the audience. Who, who you guys are, where you're from. How long you've been playing League, all that good stuff. Yeah, playing League is good stuff? Really? Um, okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay, all the other good stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, so hi, my name is Zora. Uh, I'm 24, I'm from Israel. I've been playing and watching League since Season 2. Um, and I'm here to talk about roles because I'm excited and I'm following all the statistics and fun stuff like a true sports heretic. And hopefully I can shed some light on stuff. And Dom? Um, I'm, your, uh, I'm your boy. I'm ADC for the past five years. I used to play jungle as well, but uh, I frequently go to the LEC and I, I was hoping to go Worlds, but that's uh, went down the drain. Yeah, yeah, for most of us, I think. Mm. Um, me and Dom go uh, go back to watching the games together. Um, we that's how we met actually. Um, yeah. the, like just like met in a what what finals was it we first met at? Like no, no. we we met at Rotterdam, wasn't it? Because you were supposed to be the flag bearer there. Yeah, and then. In Athens, like, yeah, I, yeah, because we just like met for five minutes uh, right now, but then in Athens, we went out, didn't we? Yeah, um, for those of you just tuning in, tuning in, I'm Virax and I'm your host for this podcast. Uh, we do it uh, weekly, going over the uh, changes in the world's uh, finals, um, oh, rather, championships, sorry. Um, and uh, last episode, I was joined with uh, Vagabond and Happy. We talked about the planes and what we expect to see in the group stage. And then now we're just in the half halfway point of the group stage. So we're going to be talking a, a little bit of, uh, about what we saw during the group stage. Um, the first... Well, it should be weak, but it's not too weak because it's like four days and then one day break and then another four days of games. So uh, I'm, I'm still going to call it weak. Uh, so the first week of the uh, group stage. So um, yeah, uh, for those of you who are listening to it um, not live, just know that we are filming this filming this live. Ah, oh, my tongue is killing me. Um, we're filming this live on my Twitch, uh, which is twitch.tv forward slash Virox5. Uh, so if you want to watch it live and uh, talk to us, because I do have chat open and I read your comments. And uh, uh, if you have things to say, we will um, talk about it as well. So... Uh, just know it, this is a possibility, and uh, if you don't wanna, your choice. Um, you do you, boo. Uh, but let's not waste any more time and uh, jump straight into it. We're the banger of the first week, in my opinion, um, Mike. The f one of the most craziest, I think, um, with so many one-sided games. So, how how do you feel about the games? Some of the games being so dominant and like. Yeah, just so dominant. <laughs> well, I, I think that the meta currently is formed around that. Like, you you can snowball lead very quickly, and especially if you pick like Senna, which is very common. It's 
you, you've got the late game guaranteed. So, yeah, you, you, it is a case of a very snowball meta with champs like Lee Sin and stuff that are popular. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like uh, it's also uh, affected by the fact, uh, two, two, two really important facts. The one is that this is the first time for some teams to play on a rolled stage. I mean, if we're looking at players like Inspired and Finn from uh, the LEC, Rogue's LEC, uh, Le sorry, LEC's Rogue, uh, <laughs> this is the first time ta like playing on a live stage. There's no audience, which, you know, lowers the pressure, but it's still, you know, very unique, a, a unique experience uh, when, you know, you've played your entire uh, successful career from your gaming house in Berlin, and then suddenly being on, on a stage is very stressful for some players. And I feel like the second thing is, um, well, as Dom said, the meta is very... Uh, it's about funneling to one carry and letting that carry, well, d do the part, you know, it's it's about, even if the weak side loses, if, if the weak side sorry, good enough. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, but these times, like, compared to other times we saw uh, focus on a single carry, now the carry is usually coming from the jungle. Um, we see the Graves, the Hecarim, the Evelyn, uh, the Nidalee is really rising in popularity. And it's interesting to see because I remember like a couple of worlds ago, like it always, like before world started, they would mega buff Kogmo. So Kogmo is like 100% pick or banned. And like all the enchanter support, like the Soraka, the Nami, the Sona, all the ardent abusers would suddenly rise in popularity because Kogma is suddenly busted and you have to play him. And if it's not Kogma, then I don't know, it's all the other uh, busted. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's suddenly shifting into a jungler focus meta, um, which is really interesting to see because we're seeing some comps and teams we were we were expecting to play well suddenly play less well or underperform rather and other teams suddenly really smashing like i know UOL had a really rough start in the group stage uh, dom i'm sorry for you mate but um but in the playing stages they definitely smashed because they had a good read on the meta and uh, they still have a chance of advancing but it is a low one because of the groups they're placed in but yeah the meta now is really different than other worlds and i think it's fun to watch like um looking at well i'm a fanatic fan so looking at the fanatic games like the one where they played against uh tsm and um uh we saw self may just flash over a wall and one shot uh um double lift like there's nothing double lift could have done about that he was even in his uh senna e ability so like junglers now are really strong um that's what i'm trying to get at and uh, it's it's just fun to watch. But uh, jungle's always been strong. Jungle is literally the most broken role. So, <laughs> I mean, it's also the it. hardest. I feel like, especially in solo queue, getting flamed for your laners doing mistakes is uh, kind of annoying. Like mute all like as an yeah. as an AD carry compared to jungle. Jungle's just so much more of a hard carry. 
Mm. Yeah, definitely. I feel like uh, Doublelift got the solo queue experience by being one shot by the enemy yeah. uh, jungler because, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> uh, playing against assassins as AD carry is like, okay, I I I'm not going to play the game. Whatever. Yeah. I didn't want to anyway. Yeah. He didn't have a fun time there. Um, but uh, actually, one thing we did see happen is G2. Losing to Team Liquid, which was a surprise to me. I mean, I did expect G2 to throw games and do mistakes because just that's just the G2 experience. But I didn't expect them to do it against Team Liquid. And it started all the way in the level 1 invade where G2 fought for an, an invade they shouldn't have. They had a weaker level 1 in my opinion and they got caught off guard. And instead of just cutting their losses and running, they full commit, they lose flashes on both jungler and support, they die, and they just, it started snowballing from there. So, big shout out for Team Liquid for doing that, but just the G2 experience, and also like the games they did win, I don't feel like Yankos had the best performances there, um, and Perks as well, like the first game where he played Ezreal, I felt like he missed a lot of skill shots, and the team fights that he did hit them, they won that those team fights and he had a 10k damage in one fight that's absolutely crazy right but yeah g2 they're i thought we'd see them coming stronger i feel like g2 losing to tl was a tactical loss by allowing <laughs> tl to progress in the uh, groups it means that if they face them in like semi-finals, they've got a guaranteed win there. Uh, and that, that's what I think. The long con of G2, they're trying to get rid of Sunning, right? That's the plan. They're like, TL, right? We, we've given you this free win. Just just beat Sunning now and you, you, you progress, you know? It's a long con. G2 grabs literally five breaks, you know? I mean, it's like when you're a 0 10 AD carry with a 1k shutdown gold on your head, and you have a 0 10 support in the enemy team, which is like a useless support. Like, um, I don't know. Like, it's not a carry, it's like a, like a sauna. A no, but like a tank, like a Tom Kench, okay? A Tom Kench, a 0 10 Tom Kench. So you give Tom Kench the shutdown, so you don't accidentally give it to someone else. As an added bonus, Tom Kench is worth gold again. It's like, yeah. it's 10, 10 head play. But, but that's the thing, did you not see Mickey on that Tom Kench? Solo kill an AD carry. Again, oh, fair, AD fair. Carry you, you have played Tom Kench is brilliant. I'm just a big shout out to Mickey X. He's been underperforming the entire summer. And suddenly he came into group and like, okay, Briggs, you don't, you don't need to play. Let, leave you, let's leave you aside. I mean, I, I know you, like Briggs' uh, father died in week one of summer. Uh, so he's been uh, underperforming in track league. I'm, I'm tending to assume it's because of that. But, you know, there are other factors that we may not know. Uh, so I, I really feel like Mickey X just came uh, and like tapped uh, Perks on the shoulder and he's like, you, you just stand inside and do damage, I'll do the rest. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, uh, uh, Mickey X was a real bro out there. But yeah, I feel like the G2 loss was, you know, putting the memes aside, was very much uh, about the junk diff. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I love Yankos, uh, I feel like Broxa has been much more uh, effective uh, on the map because what he did essentially was take the camp, take the entire upper side of uh, Yankos and just not give this Nidalee any chance to advance at all because this Nidalee both was under inform and uh, behind inform and uh, this Nidalee needed to protect uh, mid lane and top lane which were winning on the uh, Teal side because uh, G2 like less to, to play on the lanes and more on the team fight. This is also what won them the game against Sunning, but it, it also was their downfall in the game against Team Liquid. Mm-hmm. See, with, with me, like, I, I feel like, again, that's just G2 not playing correctly. Not the fact that Brox has played that well. I, I feel like Brox is over, over, over judged by EU fans. Now, when he's moved to NA, they're like, oh, well, it's TL problem, you know, with um, tactical and stuff. But it, 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 I feel like Brox is just way underperforming and isn't the right style of jungler. Like, yeah, he, he, he needs to be more aggressive in a lot of his games. Like, obviously, you say don't give Brox a lease in, but it's not a case of him doing well early game. It's a case of him doing getting those kicks in the late game. But that that's not what Lee Sin's about. It's about getting that snowball early. But whenever I see him on Lee Sin, he just doesn't do that. So, like, he did... I, I think that was a G2 fault instead of a TL... Uh, a Broxer Pro, if you understand me. Yeah. And to be fair, Team Liquid are still only 1 and 2. Like... Yeah, they did have good games in the planes where Broxa and Jensen played out of the minds and they did just win versus G2, but they're still behind, they're still the underdogs, they're still under, like, they're not favorite for this group, so they still have a lot to prove. Uh, but I think it is a some sort of a silver lining and hope for them that they can show up. And uh, touching on the point uh, you said, Ode, with uh, Miki, I definitely agree with you. I think he played out of his mind. The game where he took the um, Bard was absolutely amazing. Um, we like when you see Bard, it's it's um, like it's either he's amazing, crazy good smurfing, or he's trolling you completely. And and Mickey was definitely the him carrying you guys uh, type of Bard. So uh, I'm looking forward for more uh, like that from him. Um, cause like it's fun to see those bard picks actually work. Uh, I like them. Um, but uh, let's move on a little bit to Group uh, B, where we have where we have a dumb one, absolutely smashing. Like I think a lot of people have dumb one as one of the uh, favorites for the entire thing, or like at least top five, I'd guess. Um. Like, a lot of people see them as this big talent coming in from Korea, like, the the hope for Korea. And so far, they absolutely deliver uh, on that. Um, going 3-0 in the house uh, so far, with pretty commanding wins, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, I feel like uh, the, the least, like, the... the, the... The slowest game they had was 35 minutes, and it was against Rogue. Their victory against uh, JDG, I think it was. Yeah, 
uh, their victory against JDC was just smashing. Winning under 24 minutes in the against the second seed from China is like it's morphing. It's just flexing on China and telling them we're better than you. Not not to mention, you know, Nagare is playing uh, uh, like 10 days after he had a hole in his lung. He just got out the hospital a week ago, and this is how he's playing. He's performing like a madman. I, I really can't see how can he stop this group. That they just—it's not like that, that. They just play perfectly. They don't make mistakes. There's nothing to to achieve from playing against them because they just—they come at you, they snowball, they kill you, and they don't give you any room to to come back into the game. So I really. I think they're going to go 6-0, and, and we'll see about that. Maybe the, the the smallest mistake I've seen was, like, some misplays from Beryl. But, you know, it, it was it was made up by his AD carry Ghost, who's playing really well. So, yeah, I, I really see them advancing to quarter and, and, you know, the semis easily. Yeah, Dumb. I, I think... Uh, that one, one of the best teams, like especially coming out of Korea, right? It, it, in and of itself is like a challenge because you gotta think SKT and all these other teams. You no know, Chovy to to match Chovy in a lane is like so good. And Showmaker's Showmaker's that you know he is, be, in my mind, one of the best mid laners of the world. He's He's top three anyway. Him, show me, uh, him, Chovy, and Knight are my my top three mid laners of worlds. But then you got like the S Buster, which is a uh, no man's like, like you know, I've got to put no man's above. I can't, I can't not. Um, but yeah, like that one six zero. I I feel like JD and Rogue are the only other t- the only teams. It's going to be a coin flip. It's whichever one comes out kicking in game one is going to win uh, second place in Group C with Talon just being Talon. Just, uh, maybe we can upset uh, JD or, or Rogue and like them flip the standings, but other than that, I don't see much happening there. Yeah, I think PSAG, Talon, or were well, they were the surprise of the planes. Yeah, they they came and kicking. They got out of group without even a, the best of vibe. They just placed first, and you can give a lot of that to the fact that they played with subs. You know, it's about when you play with subs, it's like okay, we have they played with three subs in the first week of planes, and then two subs in the second week of planes. So they, I, I felt like they came with the mentality of okay. We don't play with our usual players. We've got nothing to lose. Let's just go go ham, you know. And, and it worked for them. It worked for them because, you know, not the other teams didn't know what to prepare for. But here, when they play in the group stage, they don't play against you know the wildcard regions anymore. They're playing against the big boys, and the big boys know how to play against players in solo queue that they think that are good. Well, PSG has been you know performing somewhat okay, but it's still, you know, you can't compare them to the giants that they stand against. So I can't really blame them. I do hope they can get at least one victory, but I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. And um, as you said, I'm like, it, it does come down between JD and Rogue um, to advance, like, as the, as the second seed from that, uh, uh, the second 
qualif qualified team from that group. And Rogue are, like, I think JD are the favorites to advance, right? Uh, Rogue do have the way cut out for them. Uh, they, they have a lot to do uh, in order to qualify. Um, and if PSG somehow managed to steal a win from JD, it does make things easier. But still, Rogue really needs every win they can get now. And, um, like, realistically, do you think they have a chance of actually making it? Like, can they take games off of JD? And, like, even if they do, they will have a tiebreaker. So, um, do you actually think they have a chance? I I feel like Rogue does like the the just inspired and Larson really sets the team out for me, and as I said, it's a case of who's going to come out kicking into that game one, and if PSG can steal the game from JD or or Damon even Rogue have a great chance, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like. Uh... Rogue has been performing really well considering everything. You know, they have three rookies in their group. It's kind of rough. It's their fifth time in roles uh, for everyone been behind beside Hansama. So they have a lot of pressure on them. I feel like everyone agrees, even the team itself, that Finn is the weak side and is playing against Zoom, which is like in the top five players in most of, you know, casters, top 20 players. Zoom is crazy and amazing and I feel like the, if Rogue want to win this they need to put some pressure on the top side of the map because you know bot side will they'll do okay yeah Hansama and Vander are really strong bot lane Larson can just you know he's 1v9ing everyone he's not you know he's not dying in ganks he can run away and he can you know put wards at deep wards so I feel like if uh, Inspired and Larson help Finn in the top lane, Rogue might have an, uh, an you know an actual shot in, at getting a game against uh, JD Gaming uh, but uh, I, I don't see any other way they can win besides that mm -hmm. Yeah, L Larson is um, a really strong player I think he was like statistically the best player in the mid lane in Europe so uh, a lot of pressure on his shoulder and um, like I do think he can maybe pull it off with Inspired because Inspired also been playing well in my opinion. Um, they definitely have a hard uh, road ahead of them. Um, JD is is not an easy opponent um, as you said and um, you know what is an easy opponent well at least so far uh, it's North America. Um, I mean, all memes aside, they they're playing bad right now. They get a single win, uh, FlyQuest and Team Liquid, and FlyQuest get it against UOL, which are like kind of the underdogs, and um, Team Liquid so get it off. Like <laughs> I, I'll give you your shot uh, in a moment, but like, do we think NA actually have a chance of making it out of Worlds, considering C9 is not here? I see FlyQuest as the C9 of NA this year. <laughs> like, PoE is literally... He used to be a UOL boy, so I, I've got to give it to him. He, he's a good player. Uh, and especially since it's Ignat and PoE on FlyQuest, they have world's experience with Misfits, and they nearly took down one of the best teams, you know, SKT. So... 
and and that was off the back of Vignar, to be honest, and um and, and Poe. Um, so I I I kind of think I know that I've jumped to group here, but I I think FlyQuest could very easily get out of the group with just one upset against DRX, like then they go to the tiebreaker. And I, I feel like FlyQuest would then win that tiebreaker. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, NA's biggest mistake was uh, draft uh, during the, the first week. You know, the, the draft uh, that they came with was poor and poorly executed. You know, it's like, who? It's very well known that Selfmade is great on Evelyn. So who? Why leave TSM? Why leave uh, Evelyn open to to Fnatic? And why play in the top lane when most of your top lanes aren't that strong? I feel like Draft has been uh, NA's biggest opponent. But uh, as Dom said, I do agree that if someone has an option to get out, it's it's FlyQuest um, because they're they're really playing. Kind of consistent. They've been consistent throughout the year as well. You know, they they got second place both in spring and in summer. They've been you know top six, top uh, five in the LCS and POE and Igna really need to take uh, the wheels and and lead that that team because Ignar has been playing very well. His Rakan is just you know it's beautiful to watch honestly. And yeah, I feel like if they play off the the experience of the players that know what they're doing and not just, you know, go with a draft that is cool to do right now or, you know, the, the NA thing to do, which is like, I don't know, play the draft that your fans think you should play, then maybe they have a chance at beating DRX and maybe even top, you know. Knight is a great player, but so is PoE. PoE is like a very strong mid laner, which I am excited to see more in week two. Yeah, we did see PoE come a, come a big time in the um, game so far. And I think part of the problem with NA is, um, I don't know if you guys watched the uh, Euphoria podcast uh, today, but uh, they talked about the fact that Team Liquid, uh, not Team Liquid, rather, um, NA, their biggest problem is not knowing their matchups. Like, um, going into matchup not knowing who should win that is something that shouldn't happen. And in NA, no one knows the matchup, so nobody punishes you for taking a bad matchup or um, uh, making mistakes like that. But you come in here and you definitely get smashed by um, teams if you don't understand the matchup you are in, if you don't know when you're supposed to push and when you're supposed to freeze and when you're supposed to just give up the farm and walk away. And... Um, they also talk, talked about it in the Euphoria podcast that Team Liquid did show some uh, adaptation coming into their game versus G2. They still have a long way to go, in my opinion, and it's not a um, 100% chance an NA team will make it this year, but they, they need to start practicing and like realizing what matchups are good for me, what can I abuse, and where do I play safe? Because you can have all of your lanes winning. That's just not going to ever happen because of counter picks. But you need to realize, this is my strong point, this is where I play for. This is my weak point, this is where I give up CS just to make sure the enemy, the team doesn't win. And Team Liquid, they did show some... Um, well, good things in their game versus G2, and like I felt like Cavs was completely useless that game, and it wasn't 
entirely his fault. Like there wasn't much he could do, and uh, bot lane was also like uh, Mickey was flashless for the first uh, b because of the level one invade. So um, Team Liquid definitely pressured that well. I still want to see more improvement for them. Uh, I think Team Liquid has a small chance of winning against Sunning. I think losing to Machi Esports the first game they had was really huge, um, really bad for them, rather, uh, for their chances. They can still make it up in the second week, but they need to come in with a good game plan. They need to either trust Broxa to 1v9, like uh, Lord Flab uh, said in the chat, or, like, figure out what they, how they want to win this, and play for that. They have to make sure they've done their homework completely, and in that case, I do give them a chance. Uh, also, FlyQuest, um, as you said, they, they have a small chance, in my opinion. They are playing well, and DR DRX did come into the tournament a bit underperforming, so maybe they can capitalize on that. But I gotta say, like, their hopes... I don't think they have a lot of hopes for the for this year. Uh, I'm not gonna even mention TSM because, like, <laughs> they they don't stand a chance. Like, they come in first seed, feeling good, feeling great, and they get Genji, Fnatic, and LGD. Like, what the fuck, bro? This is not what I signed up for. Like, honestly, uh, I feel bad for them because coming in as first seed, you say, ah, I'm gonna have an easier group, and you get all of these big names like. Even LGD, who played not the best in in the planes, they come up big time with the best of five series, and then um, in the in the games against Fnatic, uh, being able to grab a win, making it a three way tie in that group. Like, yeah, TSM they don't they don't stand a chance in, a chance in my opinion because Group C is just way too stacked. Uh, I feel like. To be honest, you can say that about any any. Group. If you were to swap TSM with anyone in the group, so if you swap that with TSM with Team Liquid, still like G, like you've got two obvious favorites in that group, which is G two and Sunny. yeah. S same with Group Group B, Dan One JD, you know, yeah. and you've got Rogue. So if you swap TSM with P Talon, you know, it's still it's still all TSM with Rogue. You still got the two favorites. Yeah, it, I'm just saying know, in Group C you have three favorites. <laughs> Well, yeah, but what I mean is like Dan One and JB, they're they're two obvious favorites if TSM and Rogue are swapped. It's yeah. not a case of oh they've been put into a group of death. Like obviously it is because there's three good teams, but there's already two two top teams mm -hmm. which I would never see TSM beating, like top or DRX. I don't see TSM beating them. I don't see TSM beating Dan One or JD. I don't see uh, TSM beating G Two or Sunning. Like, and that's the thing. I feel like NA. It it is just the case of NA fans. They they are just oh we've got a chance this year when because TL or whatever. It it's just not a case anymore. I feel like especially with the older players like Doublelift, like he, he they need to get the new talent, the new like thingy. Because I feel like Doublelift is now falling off. Like his matchup knowledge and stuff is still great, but for his mechanical skill, I feel like if you were to get a younger player, and with the imports, the, the import rules in NA, like it would be difficult. But 
a, a new young AD carry who has high mechanical skill, I feel like that would just go a lot better for many of the NA teams. But you can't do that with the uh, rule because you can't get a Korean import or um or anything else. Because if you're wasting an import slot on someone who's young, this is this is for an A. Um, like they're unproven. A lot of fans would be upset about that. So that's why a lot of the fans go with someone who is proven, who is already set themselves as a good player because it's more reliable choice. But that doesn't allow the growth, which you need to see from from NA. But yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you touched on a really important point. Um, uh, it's that a lot of the teams coming in here are looking good. And it's hard to say, like, who's the better region? Who's the better team? Who's the favorite? Because while, yes, you do have Damwon and Top Esports who are absolutely smashing and are, um, for some people, the favorites for this game, for this uh, World Championship, a lot of the teams coming in uh, from the big regions, so I'm talking about the LCK, LPL, and LEC, they're looking great. Um, like... Fanatic G2, both 2-1, winning against the um, the LCK teams and like looking looking strong. Uh, LCK, LPL both look amazing. Like it's hard to say who's the clear favorite or like, well, you can say you have a favorite, but like no, I, I don't think anyone can say 100% X is going to win because a lot of the teams are looking good. A lot of the regions are looking good. And it's just exciting to see, exciting to watch because, like, usually by this point we'd have already like the houses kind of locked in. Like, maybe someone can upset and you know Fnatic Week Two buff and stuff like that. But right now, like, we have two, uh, we have two groups where we don't have a clear uh, number one seed. Because like they tied in group C three people and in group A two people, and uh, we have two three zero teams in first place. Like I feel like a lot of the teams coming into this um, world championship are looking good, and it does make it harder for the less experienced um, players, regions, teams, and to show up. So uh, much esports NA. PSG, and if rogue, like we said, they're a bit unexperienced. I think they still have a chance, but uh, yeah, coming into a big stage like that uh, with the the roster that they have is gonna be harder. Um, but like looking outside of group stage, uh, I think we will have a really interesting series uh, where everyone has a chance of winning. And I'm just like really excited about it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like League's got a lot more competitive like over time I've only been watching since Season 6 even then that was very late into the season so Season 7 really and the competitiveness has definitely increased from Season 7 you wouldn't you was, wasn't really seeing like EU teams match Korean teams there's obviously mm-hmm. the upsets and stuff like that but it was never really a contest however now you're seeing the Chinese teams and and the Korean teams get toppled quite easily to Team IG2, like last year. And all it takes is a team to be informed and another 
just not feel it that day. And you can very easily have Rogue winning Group B or FyQuest. Yeah. Not FyQuest. Uh, Fnatic, obviously, winning. G2, e- easy something like Sunning. Like, yeah, I, I do feel the league's got a lot more competitive in, in wildcards as well, a lot more competitive. Like, UOL, even though they're 0-3, they're still putting up a good fight. It's not easy stomps all the time. Um, Match Esports obviously taking the game from TL and uh, yeah, the PSG talent going 0-3 as well, but like, I feel all of the league has improved where the you know the small regions improved quicker though so it is much more competitive much more tight and yeah yeah i feel like uh one of the reasons uh, that league got more competitive is how creative can players be because we're talking about uh if you know three seasons ago dragons were just you know something you stack up for stats here it really matters which dragon you get because if you get an infernal drake an infernal map and you get infernal soul it will affect the game it will likely affect the game much more than if you get a mountain drake because a mountain drake gives you a shield which is great in in some comps and in some uh, you know teams but on another hand infernal gives you more well power damage more damage so you you can play that uh, around that more easily it's about you know vision it's about hell even the alcoves in top and in bot lane can affect the, the way that you know teams play because you know putting a ward in the alcove and getting your top laner to to teleport there and and you know come on the enemy bot lane that's amazing that that gives so many opportunities so teams need to be way more creative when they do that i mean uh, I can I, I can give a shout out to uh, Unicorns of Lab for that, that they came up with the Carter's bot lane uh, in their game. Uh, also in the Swain. Game again. Yeah. yeah, and the Swain, they're just so, you know, unique and, and they're, fre- uh, they're a bit of fresh air that's so fun to watch because they're trying to invent something that the enemy won't expect and, and winning from there. And I have huge respect for, you know, no man's gadget for playing these uh, things because they feel like such, you know, a stack for a surfer wildcard region that not many, not many players expect. I mean, like you're a Shadan, you know, you, you want to see a Kathleen or a Jin or something that's easy to, to get through. But then you get, you know, and, and then you get the cards with folks in the entire lane. That that was, you know, brilliant in my opinion. So I feel like the, the meta itself and, you know, the map, the, the items, heck, Quicksilver Sash can change an entire game if used correctly. So I, I feel like, you know, the, the game itself gave way more opportunities for teams to be more creative. And by that, wildcard regions can reinvent things and play their own game and win by that. You know, yeah. the, the only the only team that couldn't win through that was an A, I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like a big part of the reason why we feel like it, it really got a lot way more competitive and it's suddenly actually tied between all the regions is a lot of it in my opinion, comes down to the vision changes that happened a while back in League. Like, we used to see Korea be the uh, by-the-book teams and uh, like you know you put down the vision you play slow you don't go for risky fights and um, they used to dominate with that like 
uh, SKT getting three world titles and like Korea being the winner for the world like every year, even if it's not SKT, it's, it's going to be someone else. And then suddenly Riot started to put away some of the wards and the way to gain vision. Like you no longer buy a sidestone, you need to do a quest. So no, not everyone can get vision. And they removed the green smite, which used to give you wards for the junglers. And suddenly you, as a jungler, you can't ward that much anymore. So they taking down the amount of vision team can a team can have and it makes the game way more chaotic so suddenly a teams that have um good synergy between themselves or good uh, players that can not play and solo carry they suddenly become better and the league the game as a whole became way more chaotic way more fights way more objectives and as you said the changes to the drake when suddenly now teams want to have an earlier comp um like a comp that is stronger earlier on um so they can get these early drakes get that advantage the herald suddenly a huge influx of gold with just one herald can swing the game from one side to the other so the game got a lot more early game focused and i think uh, as you said wildcard regions really benefit off of that also L uh, lpl and lec which like have a lot of scrappy teams that like to fight whether it's a g2 or like medlands that arguably didn't show up like the best out of planes but we have to remember it's a rookie uh team like except humanoid everyone there were, were rookies uh, but still, that scrappy, we like to fight in your face type of uh, ga game style. Uh, it's really being rewarded right now, and it's it, it's it's making the game, I feel like, more interesting to watch, as well as more competitive for all regions. Can I, I just add to that about uh, Mad Lions as well? For the, they're not only rookies, but they're rookies to a stage. They, they, yeah. Before worlds they hadn't been on a stage since early spring and that that was the first time they were on stage and i feel like that's played into a lot of why mad lines haven't done as well as possible and if you look at the world stage as well the way it's set up the players are so far apart it doesn't actually look like you're like if i was if i was there and i was playing you you literally have to fully look over to see your teammate it's not a case of oh there's that it's a case of fully looking over and i feel like that changes your mindset as well because especially in game room you're right next to each other if you, if you look look at this as well so that plays into your mindset of your your team's not there i i i don't know if if you can understand what i mean here but yeah i do it it, it plays into your it's like your subconscious you, you don't realize it but it that's what happens so I feel like Mad Lions have been done a bit dirty by right, to be honest. <laughs> by 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 the seat placements. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it just means that they still have a lot to show next year. Like hopefully they can we can as uh, as planet Earth get back to normal with all the corona stuff going on. Like maybe hopefully next summer can actually have games in the studio. And then Medlands can get the experience that they lacked this year. And, you know, if they show up big time, they can maybe go to Worlds and maybe show up next year. So I, I definitely understand what you're talking about. 
Um, but I, I like to look at it as they got some experience now, and now they know what they should expect. I think they should be happy with the, the run they had this year, and it should motivate them for next year to be better, to go harder to win more. So, yeah, I agree with you uh, by, about this point. Um, but I, I like to look at it with the optimist eyes, uh, glasses. So, yeah. Um, so, I think we touched about all the groups, right? Yeah, I mean... It, group we did D, talk about Group C. Yeah, we did talk about Group C. Group C, rather? Uh, I mean, I'm a Fnatic fanboy, so I'm rooting here for <laughs> Fnatic. I think they stumbled a little bit versus LGD. And I think they learned their lessons. And coming into Week 2 with the Fnatic Week 2 buff, I think they can definitely 3-0 and be the top of the group. So that's my feeling. I like the game against TSM was uh, a reminder for everyone to ban Evelyn against Fnatic. And then versus LGD, I feel like they had a good plan. And along the way, things didn't go the way. I think part of it was like hard committing to Weepo um, carrying on the set. And the other sides of the map didn't do as well. I think Nemesis mostly had a hard game um, that um, for that one. And then they said, okay, well, we tried that. That didn't work. Let's go back to the old ways. And versus Genji, they went hard in the bot lane, like really punishing the lack of a flash in the bot lane for uh, the support for the Rakan. And then just like, I think Hilisang played amazingly that game. Um, you know, he only died three times. And the third time was when they won the game. He just randomly dived the fountain, which is like a Healy things, Healy Sun thing to do. But he absolutely played amazing that game. And I want to see more of that from him. And yeah, I think like this is the level of Fnatic we're going to see now, even, maybe even better. And yeah, I think they're going to 3 0 it. I like to believe Genji would be the second, although I did put LGD in my pick'em second. So I don't know. It's a hard call for me, but. Yeah, Fnatic, I think, came in gun blazing, and they're looking good. But I'm a Fnatic fanboy, so let's give it to someone else who might uh, have a different opinion and uh, better look at it from the outside. I feel like this is going to be Genji first, Fnatic second, but Fnatic's going to be in a tiebreaker with LGD. That, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm feeling, because... Genji, like, it's such a good team. I, I it, though the top three teams in Group C are just so good. Like yeah. Fnatic, you know, obviously great team, but I don't think they're gonna get first. I, I it's just a root feeling inside me says they're not gonna get first. So it's either LG, LGD, or Genji, and I don't know why, but I'm just sticking with Genji here. Korean team, you know the yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to uh, explain that, but yeah. So yeah, I feel like in uh, I feel like in Group C, it's a lot about the battle of the bot lane. We're talking about Reckless versus Kramer versus um, Ruler. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about three very very uh, players, uh, very strong players or long time in the scene. They had a lot of uh, you know roles appearances. So we're talking a lot about how they play through this. Now 
one thing that's important to mention is that Ruler has an ear infection, yeah. which kind of affects his uh, way of playing. I don't know if you can blame him for that or play blame the way he plays, but uh, it might be a factor. We we can't know. But I feel like um, I, I too, am a fanatic fangirl, and you can't ignore the fanatic Wii buff. You know, they have a record since 2015. They've been in four World Championships, and they have a record of 14-1 and one in Week 2. 14 and one. That, that's, that's huge. Just, that's huge. That's statistically impossible. And that's just, you know, they they deny any any odds. And, you know, even in 2017, they went 0 4. And you went like, okay, the, that's it for Fnatic. But no, they, they're here and they're here to fight. That's, the mentality of the group is so strong. You know, I, I really like this team in, in, in that matter. So I'm not that worried about Fnatic. Uh, I don't know if they're going to take first or second. I hope first because, you know, I, I am a big fan of the European League, but that's just me. But about uh, Gen G versus LGD, I feel like uh, LGD, I'm sorry. I feel like it's a lot about the, the jungler diff because Clid is very good. Yeah, uh, you can't ignore that he plays his uh, carry. He's, you don't even need to introduce him, you know. Uh, he's, he's been in the scene for as long as, you know, the other uh the other players uh, that are well known, uh, and uh, on the other hand, you have Peanut, which uh, counts as the best, one of the best junglers in the LPL. He's huge. His needle is just, you know, tremendous, and he, he, like Peanut is all over the map. So I feel like the, the between LG, LGD and and Genji, it's a lot about who is going to play better, Cleve or uh, Peanut. Mm-hmm. And um, touching on the um, point you said that uh, it's a lot about the bot lane matchups. I think one of the big reasons I feel comfortable for Fnatic is the game against Genji, how they smashed them in the bot lane, like tower diving level two, I think it was, and like just hard stomping um, the bot lane of Genji. And it's look, it looks good for them. It is the look that you want to see. Like Reckless is the all-time uh, fanatic member, like the big name for them. Been playing with them since I don't know, like forever. Feels like yeah. So him coming into the game, smashing and Healy Sang that have been criticized a lot by fans that he's a coin flip player coming in and showing up and playing out of his mind. I think it's a huge confidence boost for the Fnatic group and fans. And as you said, the ruler in ear infection definitely hurts Genji chances in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Fnatic 2, a week 2 buff in my opinion is like they, they just feel too good for me to not qualify. Uh, as first seed um but um well if we're touching it already like uh what do you think your predictions as like for week two is gonna be like who's gonna be on top of every group um dom you you start with the group a all right uh g2 sunning uh group b dam one jd but road could slip in there in second group c genji fanatic and then group d Unicorns of love, top of course. <laughs> okay. But, uh, touch on uh, Hillian. Anyone who says Hillian needs to actually just shut up. Like, a- anyone who seriously thinks Hilly is a bad player needs to actually just all F4 
from from watching League, go and play a game of League of Legends themselves, and play your support, and realize how bad you are as support, <laughs> and then realize how good Hilly is because you because like all of you are delusional saying that Hilly is. Yes, he has a couple of bad games where it is exposed, but a lot of the games where it is close, he has kept tempo for his team, and he is just an amazing player. Yeah, yeah. and um, I mean, to be fair, Fnatic wouldn't keep Hillisung on their main roster if they thought he'd play bad. Like, Fnatic obviously sees something in Hillisung and think he's worth it, uh, even if, like... People say he coin flips sometimes. So, yeah, I, I don't think saying, like, any player is bad because, obviously, he's playing. So, you know, he might bring something to the team that we don't know, whether it's, like, a mentality of, don't worry, guys, we got this, and keep the team focused and mentality, uh, good mentality, or whether it's, like, actually playing well and doing the shot calls for the team. So, um yeah, I think I think um, Hirisang is a really underappreciated um, player, and obviously Fnatic sees something in him, so they keep him in the group. Uh, Ode, what are your thoughts for the yeah, predictions? I mean, I just gotta say about Hilly that Dumb, you're a unicorn from Laugh Fanboy. Of course, you're gonna love Hilly. <laughs> yeah, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. It's actually not because of that, though. It's actually not. It's actually <laughs> Hilly is a good player. And people need to, people need to stop like this, this thing you see on Fnatic Reddit and stuff. Why don't you trust a player that's been at the organization for how long now? Has has been a staple of the team, and yeah, what he does seems like in. But if you look at it, like in like actually fully zoom in on what he's doing, like he's keeping the tempo. He stops bases, and and even if like. He he might die from it like fifty percent of the time. It's still a case of he delayed that recall. So if he wasn't to die, if if something else happened, whatever, he he's then got the the Drake pressure or or something else that's allowed his team to just take a free Drake, take a free Baron, or anything like that. Like yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, he's called the professor in Korea fan base for a reason. You know, he's very he's a very smart player. But I'm going to talk about my standings. So my predictions are Shining first, G2 Esports second in Group A. In Group B, Damwon Gaming first and Rogue second. Uh, group C, GNG first and Fnatic second. And Group D, Top Esports first, DRX second. But uh, I really hope I, I'm going to be wrong because, you know, this is roles and roles is about, you know, <laughs> These apps are in best of ones and, you know, things being interesting. So while this is what I predict, I, I really hope, you know, at the end of the day, it's not go what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, Dom has some technical issues, so uh, uh, Odin, you will be switched and he's fixing it. Um, so for my picks, um, well, in the pickem I did put Sunning over G2 Esports, but looking at how G2 played the, their game so far, I am inclined to put them at first. I think they did show some good games and plays, and I think um, they learned their lesson from the last two Team Liquid, 
and I don't think they're gonna repeat it. So I think they're gonna take uh, first in the group and then Sunning probably second. I don't see Team Liquid or Machi actually uh, upsetting them there. Uh, Damwon and JD, I think it's a no-brainer, although I am hoping Rogue will um, somehow get the better of JD. Uh, Fnatic and... Uh, I, I, I put Fnatic first. I think I, I put LGD in my pick him second, but seeing how the teams play... I feel like it's gonna be Genji second, and I think top esports and DRX first and second is a no-brainer. Although, like you, Ode, I, I hope I'm wrong about that, and I hope uh, FlyQuest or Unicorns of Love manage to get an upset and somehow get the second seed from the house. Yeah, um, I feel like uh, I feel like every group wants to be first, not for the sake of being first, but for the sake of avoiding uh, top esports and that one in the quarterfinals. Yeah. You yeah, know, definitely. it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, even if you get, you know, second place, yeah, you're out of group, but then you can stand against these giants that seem unstoppable. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you're talking about Knight on on the Nocturne pick, which was, you know, very surprising and very cool, in my opinion. We're talking about Karsha, who's just playing, you know, t he's so ahead in so many games. I mean, I, I really hope Fnatic will take first as, as a fangirl, but, you know, it's... It, it, we'll see, you know, Fnatic like to keep uh, their fans on, on the ropes, so... Yeah, <laughs> maybe us hanging, going... like, what's gonna happen? Yeah, oh. I mean, uh, when, when you register to a Fnatic game, you just you need, you, you know, something to take your heart pulse to make sure you don't need a hospital. <laughs> yeah, what were you saying, Dom? Uh, I was just gonna ask Oda, do you mean when you're doing your predictions, is it LGD? Second, right? Or was it Genji? No, I'm gonna put Genji Gen second, I think. Yeah, I put Genji second. Okay, I so thought, well, I thought Gen you... Genji first and, and Fnatic second. I thought you, I thought you, you were on about LGD winning with Peanut. What? Oh, uh, no, I, I mean, I, I love Peanut trolling. and I love LGD, but, but okay. they, they, they're like... The Fnatic weak to buff is too strong and Genji are playing, well, yeah. better. They're just playing yeah. better. I can't, you know, put it any other way. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you, if you mentioned Peanut, I'm just gonna say it. I I don't feel like Peanut is showing up uh, showing up as much as people expect him to. I think he's a great player, but I think he's underperforming. Um, like a lot of the hype that was around him, I feel is just uh left. Like it just doesn't give you a reason to keep the hype up because like. Um, I don't remember what game versus who it was, but he played Kindred and his top laner was Renekton and, he, and his top laner was smurfing that game and one between and then Peanut like, hey, let me help you. And Peanut was the one to die. And then Renekton was the one to one v two practically. So, and, and by the way, he was playing Kindred with ult up when he died. So like, I feel like he's a great player and if LGD somehow surprise us and start winning, I think it, a lot of it will be uh, around him playing well. I just don't feel like, like from what we saw up until now, I don't feel like he's gonna do it. And um, like Happy said, um, l like last week when he was here, um, he said, um, "LGD have a way of disappointing me. Every time I think they're gonna play well, they disappoint me." And while I don't feel exactly the same as they're disappointing me, um, I, I do feel like they're not gonna be able to clutch it um, like Fnatic and Genji will be able to. 
the, the thing about LGD for me is less about disappointing and more about not being an LPL team. Because the LPL, <laughs> if if anyone has watched LPL games during the, the, the year, they're an explosive region. They're like fighting all the time, many kills, many, you know, objectives all over the map, very quick paced games. And LGD aren't there. They're in a completely different mentality, both in the play-ins and the, the, the group stage. They, they play very slowly, they play with a plan, they play like, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and do that. And I feel like it, it won't stand in the test of time against teams like Genji and Fnatic. Because Fnatic, they're, they're about, you know, Selfmade is a very strong jungler. That's about, uh, he's very strong if he gets an early lead. And, and, and Fnatic is a lot about giving Selfmade that early lead. And, and Genji is a lot about, you know, Rascal coming to the bot lane and helping. And so the the, the long game plan that LGD uh, sometimes has with uh, their draft, like with the Kindred and the Renekton, uh, just doesn't work against this kind of team. It worked against TSM because they're TSM, but against the other two, it just it's just not going to cut it. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I agree with you on that. And uh, I think... This will be it for the episode today. Do you have any final thoughts you want to share with us, uh, Ode or Yoel boy? Uh, uh, if Yoel win, uh, if this is if Yoel win world, right? I get twenty grand. Just, just want to let you know. Who, who wants a jersey? Who wants a jersey? If, if Yoel win, right? Who wants a Yoel jersey? I'm down for a Yoel jersey. Okay, I'll send you a Yoel jersey. <laughs> I mean, if you won't you get a tattoo of URL on your hand or something? Yeah, I'll get a tattoo of URL yeah. right over my heart as well. <laughs> if 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 Unicorns of Love win, I'm going to wear pink for the rest of the week. I'm not ah. even kidding. Uh, uh, I I will send you. I'll send you a jersey as well. Yes, yes, I really love the pink. They have a really nice shade of pink. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, you've got a... such good jersey as well this year, honestly. Yeah, um, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um let, let's go let's take over and let's enjoy roles and hope it's uh, an explosive week and yeah. we see many upsets and uh let's let's get it yeah um so the games um well the, the games we have ahead of us are every day will be a full group game so we're gonna have at the end of it each game uh, each day the group mapped out for us and it finishes on october 11th so the next uh, ep uh the next epi episode of this podcast will be somewhere between the 12th and the 14th of october so stay tuned for that if you want to hear some more from me uh other than uh you well boy thank you very much for joining me i had a blast um for the for those of you listening to this not live, just know that we are recording this live on my Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash virax5. That's V-I-R-A-X5. Um, so feel free to join if you want to. And regardless of that, I have uh, a stream and YouTube, so you can check it out there. The podcast will be um put up in everywhere, so like Spotify, YouTube, and I don't know what whatever else. Um you, uh, you, Elboy, and uh, if you have something you want to plug in, uh, feel free to do it now. Where, where can we find you? Uh, I'm on. Uh, let me check. Where's my phone? Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, so I am on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash semiaz62, S E M Y A Z 62. 
So I'm there if you want to chat. Uh, I'm really like uh, t discussing role touch stuff. And Dom, where can I find you? Oh, I see you right in the chat. Twitter.com slash you are boy. Twitch.tv slash you are boy. Instagram, you are well boy. Uh, well, uh, that's it. Yeah. There we go. And uh, just uh, to make sure, you all boy is uh, boy B O I, so don't be mistaken by that. And um, yeah, that's gonna be it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining. Um, maybe we'll see you again here if you guys uh, want to. We'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, stay tuned on my Twitter. It's a uh, tweet. It's a uh, Twitter dot. Wait, what? I'm stupid. It's uh, it's Virax Five in Twitter. Um, <laughs> or maybe underscore. Yeah, I don't know. Just like twitter.com, yeah, twitter.com. Thank you. That That's it. Uh, yeah, I'm so bad at this. Uh, self plugging, um, but anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be tweeting about my like when the podcast will be if uh, you want to see it live. Uh, so uh, follow me there to be notified, and uh, yeah, um, if anyone interested in an hour or so, like every Wednesday on um 7 p.m. Central European time, I'm uh, streaming games whatever you feel like so uh, if anyone watching this wants to watch me play i don't know league of legends valorant legend of zelda whatever um yeah feel free it's in about an hour from now um but yeah self self-promotion aside thank you very much uh, for joining me Ode and uh, and dom uh, it's been a blast and i'll see you in a week or so thanks for watching bye and, uh, bye 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 bye